Welcome to LWAFLF4YT, the stage for Let's Watch Full Night Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hello, Carl. Hello, Michael. Thank you for having me once again on this fabulous show. Have you? You wrote the theme song we just listened to. Very catchy. Okay. Uh, you, uh, uh, we, what we do on the show is called Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube. We are airing right now, streaming on mutinyradio.fm as we do every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we watch a movie and we want you to watch the movie with us and listen to our podcast at the same time. Well, we also would love for you to support Mutiny Radio by donating at their Patreon or Venmo account at Mutiny Radio. We uh, also drop as a podcast by our acronym you heard up front, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We have a great YouTube channel where every movie, except for last week's, gets to be posted with the podcast. Yes. Uh, and last week was a great one. It lasted over two hours. <laughs> I know that I tried to upload it to Facebook and they caught us again. They caught us on Facebook. Well, one for the history books. Carl, what is the movie this week? This week, we are not watching a movie. It is oh. time to vote on the Razzies. All right. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, as you know, this is uh, the weekend before the Oscars. And as you know, the day before the Oscars is when the Razzies get announced. What's yeah. the Razzies? Razzies have been around for 40 years, Carl. It is a celebration of the worst movie of the year. Every year, the Razzies nominate the worst supporting actress, the worst supporting mm -hmm. actor, the worst actor, the worst actress, worst director, worst screenplay, worst ripoff, worst couple. Uh, <clears throat> then there's usually a wild card. And of course, the worst movie of the year. Full disclosure, I am a Razzie member. And uh, full disclosure, I think the last time I voted, I voted for the Love Guru. So I'm glad to be back. Thank mm -hmm. you, Pandemic, for allowing me to see every single movie on this, which I have, with the exception of a couple, and I'll mention it during our broadcast. Uh, it's always the day before the Oscars okay. happen. The Razzies. The Razzies are announced. So we are above the curve. We're doing this special episode where we jump in. We're going to see what the nominees are. We're going to tell you, we're going to figure out what's the what's the best of the worst, the worst of the best, the worst of the worst, right? What is the, the worst, worst of the worst. You're going to do the best of the worst. You're going to vote. I have a deadline on until uh, Monday, so uh, okay. I, I have time because I have a lot more as we go through this to do. So, Carl, uh, we are very excited. We're going to start the show. Let's do here are the nominees for Worst Movies, Razzie's Award. Carl, uh, do you want to kick it off? Right, unless it's the worst supporting actor. Is that the first category? Uh, yeah, hang on a sec. Let me find that. That was in your... Worst supporting movie. actor, yes. Okay. okay, so we have uh, five nominees, and a lot of these movies are on streaming services or on your Netflix, pay-per-view, Hoopla Digital. So uh, you'll, you'll hear a wide variety of well-known movies and a little obscure stuff. So... The nominees are Gareth Keelan, Keegan as the muscle-bound horse trainer in Diana, the musical, <laughs> Nick Cannon in The Misfits, Mel Gibson in Dangerous, uh, Jared Leto in House of uh, Gucci, Ben Affleck in The Last Duel. So again, 
for Best Worst Supporting Actor of a film from last year, Ben Affleck, Last Duel, Jared Leto, House of Gucci, Mel Gibson, Dangerous, Nick Cannon, The Misfits, and from Diana the Musical, Gareth Keegan. <laughs> Keegan. Now, Carl, I let's... didn't see Diana the Musical. Did you? Yes. So we should take a preface. This is not necessarily a movie. It is a full-on Broadway musical that was recorded very professionally. Really? Yeah. And was, like, it's pandemic-ready because this is a full, like, you would probably spend a couple hundred to see this production. And they have a very lavish, very well-done PBS or better style presentation of the full musical, Diana the Musical, which is a terrible, campy fucking musical, right? Like, it closed. It, it closed in a couple of days or whatever, or a few <laughs> weeks. It closed uh, quicker than they thought, and they had this video. And, of course, Netflix popped it in. And so it's not necessarily a movie, but if you are a fan of the word, I like camp, you are going to like this, this uh, <laughs> musical. So yeah, it's basically, yeah. And we'll talk about it because it's in many categories. But one of the people, I guess, I guess they're referring to her confidant who follows her through her epic as a as lady to the queen, the princess. Uh, I think the line he's saying. The sings, horse trainer. The king and creed. The, the, I don't know if it's a horse trainer. I like the, the, her assistant. He goes, uh, okay. the king and queen decree that you must follow me so i don't know if it's that guy or maybe like i think it's the guy she falls in love with like she has like a, a thirst for uh, uh -huh. i don't know a uh, high camp you know i didn't see it because i just cannot stand musicals so i just didn't watch it i watched many others but we they uh diana the musical has a lot of nominations and for different reasons and we'll get to them Keep going for worst supporting actor Nick Cannon uh, from Wild Out and the Misfits. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've heard of Diana and I've heard of the musical and I've heard of Netflix, even though it's the first time I've heard them in this order. I have no <laughs> idea. Tell, can you tell the audience what the Misfits are? Yeah, did you see it? I have seen the whole movie, yes. Okay, okay. this movie was terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I mean, it just didn't make sense in the real world. You just didn't believe it. Uh, the you Misfits. It was, okay, heist action film, right? Directed right. by Rennie Harlan. Do we know him? He did Cliffhanger. He did uh, Speed, I guess, the first two or the first, first one. Okay. Uh, no, he didn't do Rennie. He didn't do Speed. I got him mixed up with another gentleman. But he did a lot of great 90s action films that you like. And he okay. still makes movies for a living and uh, includes this one. The film was a box office disaster and received negative reviews one cool thing is the desert scene was like there really was a, a sandstorm during the desert scene they shot in a sandstorm it was very difficult for them um, listen uh this movie wasn't good because it's just not believable in the real world it's like they live in a fake world you know right which is not the first of these films to have this kind of uh heightened cadence uh it is a heist film where a group untouchable group like the a-team or the right. losers or and they're smirky about it they know they'll never get caught and it's narrated by the most unnarratable like nick cannon you know i thought he he did fine it's a movie the shot it was in the coat i mean it was one thing about these movies that we're going to notice is that there's a weird disjointment 
about these 180 degree shots of one person talking cut to another person talking yeah and uh, with like body doubles and you never feel like they're in the same room there's some movies that you do feel like they're giving her all and they're in a room but the misfits had pierre bronson and he maybe it's because of covid but he would be on an airplane with the Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Eagleman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Eagleman. German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the <laughs> Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. Yeah, wow. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Yes, welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. <laughs> Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spagelman and Carl. Hey, Carl, how are you, buddy? All right, good. Thank you very much. I'm ready to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike we... Spagelman. Mike Spagelman. What are you doing? All right, uh, so right here is... We're on mutinyradio.fm, as we are every Sunday. We stream here first. You can go ahead, type in mutinyradio.fm, and listen. Just press the listen now. You're probably listening now. You can make a whole afternoon of it. We are part of a great Sunday afternoon showcase. Found Around Sound with Scotto just concluded after our show. Ugly Sunday. So what a day. Make it a day. But we're on 2 p.m. Pacific Standard time we also have a youtube channel where the movie we're going to watch will be synced with our conversation we want you to listen we also have a podcast you can listen to a sunday night uh just subscribe to that acronym you heard up front l w a f l m o y t and you got it basically we want to watch a movie with you so we want you to go to youtube turn the sound off and watch a full night movie with us while you listen to our podcast you could also just go to the youtube channel L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And as always, donate to our station, Mutiny Radio. Go to Venmo and donate at Mutiny Radio. Except no substitutions. Carl, what is the movie today? Today we will watch Things to Come 1936. Things to Come 1936. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. The channel we like, it's like Things to Come public domain movies. The channel's weird. It is... Two, I'm talking about the number, MI3. So if you search for things to come, there's lots of choices. Some have ads. 
pick this one or you won't be in sync with us because right. there's those ads have different times and again we want you to look for things to come on youtube and not Pornhub. Right. That if you if you go to red tube and type in things to come 1936 we're i warned yeah. you don't those do that. things will come but it won't be our movie not our movie but our movie is Things to Come 1936 has public domain in the title, but you just type in Things to Come 1936 and you will find the channel 2MI3. 2MI3. Number two, number three, letter M, letter I, two. How many channels oh. are going to even look like that? You'll find it. You'll find it. It's a, it's up there. So hit pause. Oh, go ahead and click the link. But when it starts, hit pause, move the timer to zero, zero, zero. We are going to press play at the same time. And to do that, and to give you some time to get yourself ready, Carl has spoken to a celebrity comedian. I haven't heard this yet. I can't wait to hear it. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Derek C. Quadfather. Welcome, Derek. So, Derek, we got to know each other through Compound Media, through your podcast, Backyard Boys, and we'll get to it. But I wanted to ask you about your name, Quadfather. Now, you're quadriplegic. Tell us about that. Tell us what happened and how you got this name. Uh, I made a huge mistake, so that's how I ended up here. But uh, uh, I guess I could tell you the complete story is uh, on Labor Day 10 years ago, I, uh, I was out at the golf course having a good time. I played a, a lot of golf, uh, had many shots of whiskey. Drank many a beer. Um, then I went to a family get-together uh, party at my parents' house. And I, I got home and uh, I decided to go for a swim because my, okay. my parents have an above-ground above pool. Um, the reason I went, wanted to go for a swim was mainly because I was a little out of it, a little drunk. Um, and I thought possibly cold water might... Uh, liven me up, make me feel good. Yeah, flip the switch, exactly. Like, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it was worth a try. A super hot day, uh, September 1st. And then uh, I went out there and I was swimming around in this above ground pool and uh, my drunk mind said, hey, why don't you climb up the tree that's right next to the pool? Uh-huh. And so I climbed up in the tree and uh, decided to attempt a flip out of the tree into the pool okay um so i'm standing up there on the limb and i'm saying to myself ah maybe i shouldn't do this drunk mind i went ahead and went for it and somehow i just completely cased it mm -hmm. and landed right you know neck first right on the bottom of the pool okay, um, now at you're that in the water right so you were yes. in danger because if you're having this problem, how did you get out of the water? Okay, so I case it. I land in the bottom of the pool. I feel the back of my neck hit the bottom of the pool. I'm wide awake, and I realize that my arms and legs aren't working. Yeah. Um, so at that point, <clears throat> you know, panic sets in, and... Uh, I, I can move my hands a little bit like that, so I'm I know where the ladder is, so I'm trying to swim over to it, but uh my attempts are pretty much in vain. Um 
and underwater sitting there drowning you know yeah. like a, one million thoughts go through your mind at that point um so yeah that the you know i pretty much realized that i was dead and i was uh no one was down there by the pool i did this by myself completely right so there was no one watching me do it i just did it just to do it um and so what you got to the ladder eventually though that I was close to the ladder, and so where I started was completely across the pool. So um, apparently, you know, I was I was pretty out of it, but mm -hmm. apparently I almost got to the ladder, so I could you know at least pull myself up and try to get out of the water, get my nose or mouth or something out of the water. Okay. Um, but I didn't make it. So okay. I there was that point I realized it was over. I was wide awake up to the point where I drowned, yeah. and. Um, my luck is that my stepdad, who was up there, uh, up at the house, eating dinner, decided out of the blue to go put chemicals in the pool. That he is was, luck. Well, it might be a God thing, a divine intervention, yeah. some, something along that line. Um, so, so he's sitting there eating dinner, decides to come put chemicals in the pool, comes down there, finds me, sees that I'm drowned. I was I was blue purple I was pretty much gone, and then uh, my mom who used to be a nurse yes they pulled my stepdad and my mom pulled me out of the pool my mom gives me CPR wow the ambulance shows up flies me to you know St Charles and Bend and they put Humpty Dumpty back together again. <laughs> <laughs> But we're mentioning Oregon, just so people are in context with this hospital and this area. And used to be quite an outdoorsman out there, but you still hunt, you said. How do you go about hunting and what do you hunt? Uh, just deer and like birds, grouse. I don't know mm -hmm. if you know what a grouse is. They live up in the mountains. They're like a game bird, upland uh, game bird. Okay. Um, but in Oregon, you can uh, drive around in your, with the disability tag, you can drive around and hunt on dirt roads. Um, uh -huh. So you, you could shoot out a window of a vehicle hunt oh, deer. Gotcha. So you do a drive-by on Pamby. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Now we got to know each other through Backyard Boys. I love that name, by the way. And this is a podcast that's very fresh. It's only about two months old now. You've got like a whole cast of characters on there. How did this thing come together and how do you manage like so many personalities at once, people talking over each other, you know, because you do, you guys do a good job with it. Yeah, um, you know, that's the main thing is you just, uh, you try to have timing. Um, you know, most shows that you've been on uh, Gino's show in hot water. Um, most of the people that are on our show are avid watchers of that show, uh -huh. um, or compound media in general, I should say. Um, most of them are old Opie and Anthony fans from, yeah. uh, obviously that that's been around forever. Um, but yeah, it, it's the same thing. Cause you, you know, you got a wild man like Gino who talks over you back and forth. You just have to get in, you know, get your spots and try to make it work. So everyone's kind of aware how that how that works, um, just trying to get in a spot. You know, you, you have to have a little bit of patience and you gotta wait, but sometimes we talk over each other, but it's all, you know, you, you someone tries to stop. 
you work it yeah. out. When I was on your show, um, I was noticing how people, now there were some times in which people were talking over each other, but the, the but but one of them would defer to the other. One of them would back off right away, like when they heard it coming. I guess you got some practice, you know, doing that, because I was impressed with, I, I, were there six people? I mean, I was impressed with how many. Oh, and there was this secret person, a behind the scenes producer person. How, he seemed to like check every level and, what is he air traffic control there? Who who is this guy, and how come he's not on air? Yeah, well, uh, he just prefers not to be on air. Um, he's horribly disfigured. Uh, he was in a fire act. No, nothing like that. <laughs> um, whatever, you know, he just uh, prefers to have fun in in that way. Uh, uh -huh. He's not always there, so uh, you know, like half the shows, the entire first month or month and a half of the show, I just pretty much did it myself. Uh -huh. um, a lot of the times I'm doing the producing while doing the show. Yeah. So it's, um, but, but when he's around, that makes it a whole lot easier for me. If we have a thought, it's like, Hey, go look this up. Uh, show us a clip from YouTube or man, that that's so much more convenient than me trying to like scramble in the middle of a show to try to figure that out. So, um, it is nice to have him backstage. Um, now who'd you hook up with on in hot water? Was it Steve Conti or was it? Bobby Tamboro, one of those guys you got to be friendly with. And Bobby's coming on the show uh, coming up, right? Yeah, he'll be on Wednesday. And Wednesday. Uh, yeah, what's it? Fred Rubino, he'll be on Friday. Oh, that's a that's a catch. That's a catch right there. That's a funny dude. <laughs> that's great. How did but you I... get associated, like through messaging, direct messages on Twitter or? Yeah, exactly. So it's it's kind of funny because I had never called into the show till maybe like uh, February of this year or last year, sorry, like a year ago. Um, and then I decided to go check out Twitter. So I became kind of a frequent caller. I had heard people's voices, so I knew who, kind of who they were, you know, just by their voice. Yeah. I knew they they had multiple, you know, some people call in and play characters and whatnot. So it was trying to figure that all out but when I got onto Twitter uh, I started messaging people and found out pretty quickly like who watches the show and who actually calls in and then the next thing you know you're DMing people and saying hey I'm quad father how's it going I'm the goofy guy that calls in and does this um, so that's kind of how we all met and then we started direct messaging and uh, come to find out there was another show that they were on so I hook up with those guys and uh, uh -huh. we were playing around on a different podcast and um, maybe around Thanksgiving time, I decided, hey, maybe I'll try to do a StreamYard account and play with it. And next thing you know, we're the Backyard Voice and yeah. uh, Garrett and Gino are now our like audio drop on our show because they, yeah. you know, they kind of plugged us on the show. Backyard so, Boys, that's yeah, right. I, I guess we're like the resident show now, like uh, the In Hot Water fan show. That's uh, why I wanted to be on, you know, because I knew it was associated and, and, and uh, you know, just the name. The name is really what made me want to do it. So now on YouTube to find you guys, it's BYB Podcast. That's the channel, right? Yes, sir. At and BYB what, Podcast. And, and what same thing for Twitter. It's the same Twitter handle. No, it's uh, at BYB underscore podcast. Okay, at BYB underscore. That's the difference. Yeah. Only because that one, the on. other one was 
<laughs> yeah, it was a blast, man. You're hilarious. Uh, we loved we loved watching you on in hot water and stuff. So thanks. I want to be yeah. back. You know, so we'll arrange that. You know, Absolutely. maybe I can sneak up on Fred Rubino, but we'll talk off air. But okay, so Derek, Quadfather, Backyard Boys. We are now going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube, and everybody at home's got to press play at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Derek Quadfather, and give us that celebrity countdown. You ready? Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown. And thank you, Criterion Collection, for presenting this version of Surf 2. The Criterion <laughs> Collection. Oh, look at that two-faced Janice. What a <laughs> double face. Oh, my God. Talking on both sides of his head. Enough with the logos. You all want to get associated with this. It's a public domain movie, right? Either you polish it up or you just put it on a video cassette. Oh, all right. Go. Now, this is the opening to the soundtrack. Their main song for the movie is Hell's Bells. Right. By Meatloaf. <laughs> you know, I was at Big Ben, and I said, whoa, there's Big Ben. And Big Ben said, my name's Ben. <laughs> so All right. Look, so things to come. Whoa. Wait, I'm taking my 3D glasses off. It's too intense. It's things to come... No, but like, it never really came. It was his predictions. H.G. Wells. This was I have never book. read the book. Is it a book or a novel, or is it like a collection of curios and writings? It's a book, and it's written as if he was an um, a diplomat. Uh, here it is. No, it's not. Here it is. H.G. Wells, Things to Come, um... Sorry, Mike. No, no problem. I think I know what happens. Jack the Ripper finds his time machine, pops Correct. in there, goes to San Francisco in 1979. Correct. He fits gets right a in. room. He goes to the gets a room, and he watches TV, and he's like, ah, oh, modern-day television is much more intense <laughs> than the television of the telly of, I know from the 1800s. That was a great film, and I wish it was on YouTube and we could do it. Somewhere oh, in time, what's it called? Uh, nice. Oh, we're going into the future. So this movie came out in, what, 36, you said? Yeah, this came out in 1936. It's based off a book that he wrote. It is a book, but it was like the memoirs or journal or diary of a, an ambassador, like in 2054, something like that. Wow, the book does end later than this. Now, if you turn on the sound, you'll find out it's nice Christmas. It's nice right. Christmas. And they're playing this Christmas carol right now. It goes Christmas, 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 Christmas. It's put it up, put it up. Is okay, it up? Go. Yeah, it is up. Okay, here we go. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, M, N, O, L, O, P, E, Q, R, S, C, U, V. See, there's no L in my song. Okay, what the L, man? So what's going on is he's – the director is contrasting, like, the nice, pleasant thing of Christmas to war is coming. Right. War is on the horizon. Hey, the oh, so H.C. Wells predicted a war in the future? Good for him. Check that <laughs> off. Well, this came out just before our England's entrance into World War II. Yeah. 
So, so the the box office the first week at least really profited off of that. You know what I mean? Like you know was, who doesn't profit off of anything so far, Carl? Are the newsies, right? Because the news are on the <laughs> on the stands, they're on the bus. Right? I don't need to read it. I nearly got run over by it. <laughs> Christmas turkeys are all hanging out in the open air. Yeah. The world on the brink of war. See these people holding the sign. Do you think it's like the last movie we watched? This is an impressionistic movie. So they're holding news instead of saying eat at Joe's, they're like war's coming. It's all like it's over the top. I get it. I want to hear people talk. It's a soundie, isn't it? It is a soundie. And it's in the public domain, Mike. Just let it rip. Okay. Sometimes the studio uh, rats get upset. The mice in the studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So right. this guy is um, a famous guy named uh, Raymond Massey, and he's known for his thick voice and everything. Uh, and he's going to be our hero throughout the movie because we'll see his descendants. We'll see, you know, he'll be an ancestor to the future. That's kind of cool. So that's how they were able to tell a story about the future is that it's a man and then his kids. Right. Now – this guy is the person who's supposed to let us know in the story, eh, I don't give a fuck all about war. A couple of people battling miles away, you know. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with him. Now, Wells is a British dude, right? Did, or yeah. he wrote this in a, so. Yeah, this whole film is English. Gotcha. Man. <laughs> Are you saying it's a British A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, M, N, O, P, Q, R, I don't get it. Why don't you say the L? Because that song has is a Noel. Oh, that's that's the Christmas Carol. It's a no. It's a Noel. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's. I learned that from a comic strip. Look! Look! Now here we have Christmas. And what comes to mind when I look at this scene is Christmas, 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 <laughs> Christmas, 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 Christmas. You know Christmas. what I what I noticed? Christmas. It's Christmas. Oh, Carl. Hey, uh, Merry Christmas. Oh, thank you, Mike. Let me be the first in 2023 to wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, Carl. Let me be the second, but I'm still the same person to right. wish you Merry Christmas. Merry oh, Christmas. well, thank you, Michael. Let me be the third. <laughs> how are we doing this math? Oh, all right. Is it third time or third? Okay, look how serious he is. You know, war, he's all serious about the war. But, like, he's not a bummer about it. Well, I mean, the kid has a little can war cannon, and yes. the whole streets are covered about war, so. It's just trying to be realistic. Like, he's the realistic one. Now, the old fogey sitting in the chair, he already did his bit. He's supposed to say, my, how things have changed since I was a lad. <laughs> I wonder what the future will bring. All right. So Thank what do we do? We, like, guys. wait 80 years? Are they going to do, like, animation? They'll see trees blossom, and then the leaves fall, and then the tree gets bulldozed. 
there will be some camera tricks that I suspect are animation, but no, not that way. But yeah, you'll have these long look, look, look. They turn the lights off. <laughs> were there light? Were there candles on that Christmas tree? That and it's weird. Right, because you can't you can't focus other than the fact the tree's gonna catch on fire. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, here's to a new year and many future years of flaming trees. Oh, I have a song. He, uh, old lang and things to come. Right? Is that where the the phrase comes from? Old anxiety. I don't know. I don't know. How do you even say it? Old A U L D, right? Yeah. And then you know, anxiety. Alan Sherman has a version. It goes, It was a man, his name was Lang, and he had a neon sign. And Mr. Lang was very old, so they called it Old Anxiety. <laughs> Alan Sherman, not me. Yeah, he was my son, the folk singer. He, yeah, my son. I love that. that record. He did like a medley, and I only remember the medley's version. Okay, so now it's like, why are there si air raid sirens? And then the guy who was like, war, fuck all war, is like, you don't think they're close, do you? <laughs> now we're hearing on the radio. We interrupt this Ryan Seacrest Morning Drive Zoo show to bring you war. <laughs> We're, oh, thank God. Stay tuned to be very scared. We're going to scare you now with war. I heard it on the non-visual radio of the present. <laughs> where did you hear about the war? Do you remember where you were when you first heard about it? I was in front of my non-visual... <laughs> One-way communications device. One-way communicator, radio device. Disseminating the fact. Doesn't the Brits have, like, a, a tax? Like, if you have a radio, you have to pay a tax to the government? Like a TV tax? I don't know. Teletax? A teletax machine? No, no, like, if you had a tele, a television, mm -hmm. you would have to pay, like, I don't know. For teletax. Teletax. I can't believe they attacked the war. Yeah, right. I guess I was wrong. I can't believe this is considered a movie. <laughs> what? It's. I guess the camera's moving in front of them. That's a good trick. I take it yeah. back. Hello, Dolly. <laughs> yes, hello, Dolly. I feel like, as a director, you're just so distant and always just backing away. What's funny is H. <laughs> That's a good point. What's funny is H.G. Wells was started to direct this film, and then they yes. were like, no, you suck. No, dude. That's, that's one thing. Writing. He was alive during 1940, right? 36? Oh, yeah. He was all over this film. He wrote it, and he was – they respected him so much he had to prove everything, and that's unheard of for a writer. Right. But um, when they first started, he was the director, and he just didn't know how to do it, you know. You guys stand over there. No, no, okay. I guess I must have missed it during all the credits, but H.G. Wells himself wrote or co-wrote this movie? Yes, wrote it. Yeah, wrote it. Yeah, wrote it. He wrote the screenplay. Um... Exterior, street. People <laughs> holding signs saying war is coming. Exterior. Wells, man. He was mostly science fiction novelization. You know that, but he also yeah. wrote nonfiction stuff. 
and like he wrote this well as a book he wrote it like as if you were re you found some journal from a guy who was a diplomat years ago in the ages of old you know wow look at this war again we just got rid of like world war one is coming to england can you imagine you're right about that you know it's really interesting how they when they go into the future they predict it but they retain the 1930 sensibility you'll see what it is the yeah i know what you're talking about system, the manner I, yeah i do enjoy that i do enjoy seeing what the future looks like but it's based on what the present was. So, you know, there's shed yeah. carpeting intentionally or not, or right. know, they, their airplanes are basically trains that float or whatever. Yeah, Logan's Run looks like the 70s. Yeah. Barbarella looks like the 60s. But that's part of the fun of it is that it's the now take of what the future is. Mm -hmm. But when you watch it again, you're like, well, that's the 60s take of the future. <laughs> yeah. So their take is really interesting. They get a few things. Do they get it right? I don't know. There was another war. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> that one was pretty easy. No, like, for instance, you're going to see flat screen TVs. You're going to see helicopters, and there were no helicopters at this time. You're going to see, like, them making tunnels, and it's like a squirrel, whirly screw. Like, things that they didn't have. You're going to see a Segway in really? it. Really? Yeah. Um, we call those um, embarrass yourself emanators. You get on there and you feel shame. We <laughs> predicted the segue. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't have to touch the ground. Your sadness will guide you throughout the, the park tour. <laughs> so... Oh my God, that's a segue. Well, like you really have to be, I don't know. To be on a Segway tooling around when there aren't any others around, like, you got to feel a little, I don't know, there's something going on there. I'm not saying, I'm no. not saying you're autistic. I'm not saying you're a narcissist. Oh. I'm not saying you're, something's going on. I think it's kind of cool. Like, I've seen people on hoverboards, you know. Which that is, is super cool, though. But I'm not, they don't literally hover. They have like a, there's a middle wheel. Oh, and oh, 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 you, you kind of balance yourself on it and you roll down. And it's pretty cool. It's I don't like know. If I, if I see a Segway, I'm not going to judge. I mean, it's, it's so old school, too. It's like having a TiVo. Check <laughs> it out. I have a TiVo. Well, okay. That's cool. Look out for those shadows. Little so boy, look out for the shadows was, of war. Yeah. We saw the guy who was fuck all, like now telling his kids, you got to do your part. And, yeah. You know, children marching around like a soldier. You saw how it cast the shadows. Exterior, show the same scene. Oh, yeah, see, and they did go to the tunnel. How about that? But you see how, like, their World War II is the entrance into World War One. Wait a second. I think, yeah, 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 that's right. The Germany went into World War II in any second now. But you see how there's still World War One mindset with the helmets and... Yeah, the trenches. Mm-hmm. Well, not trenches, but this, like, this piece of equipment, you know, it's like a super gun. Do you think those World War One references, it's just over the top? No, I mean, that's their perspective. If there's a world war, we're going to have to have gas masks. I was Won't they be using gas? You know, that's their perspective. They just... I, I was making a joke. Over the top oh. is a World War One term because you go over oh. the top of the, the trench. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Trench mouth. Trench mouth. 
That's another World War One term. French mouth. Is that yeah. like people would get sick? You'd be in the trenches and you, your breath would stink. <laughs> yeah, no. they got horrible. There was horrible disease in there. That That's what they're war. worried about back then. Breath. Oh come on, no. please. Haven't you seen that that movie, nineteen seventeen? Aren't you learned? <laughs> I did. It's see fucking that. hell. You know, yeah, I was, I was like, it, they said like, it's gonna be all one shot, right? And I was like. Oh, that's so pretentious. But when you watch the film, like it's seamless in that yeah, way. Yeah, it's very seamless. Yeah. No, they did. It's a really good job. I mean, it's also oh, a this journey. Is a lookout for falling bricks area. Oh yeah, we're not really gonna bomb it. Well, this is cool. Look at these models. Yeah. Give, you give can tell me that there's... blanket. Oh. They're getting gas masks. This is pretty devastating. Yeah. Jesus, war is hell, Michael. Look at that scene. War is hell. Listen, if I had a things to come DVD player and I go to the menu, I'll skip the war part. I'll be like, I do not want that thing to come. Skip. <laughs> you know, they're superimposing the explosions lots of times. Have you noticed? Yeah. They tend to, I can't tell if it's the same shot or it's just an extension of the shot. Oh, that right. guy had a top hat. I think it's just the same set. Wow, this is pretty cool. Well, don't worry. The we're going to fast forward to 1966 soon enough. So, Oh, am I ready? Oh, London, 1966? Oh, yeah. We lots of hippies, acid trips. So now it's like swinging 60s. And like, we saw, what was the Space Venus movie? Yeah. The it was girl like, from Starship Venus. The girl right? from Starship Venus. It was shot in London in Piccadilly okay, Square. Wait, dead kid, wait, dead kid. Oh, no. Yeah. This is oh. touching the heart. Wow. That I kid know. was paid $4.6 million to pretend he was sleeping without moving his chest. He Look never received the money. They destroyed my entire model set. The devastation. What did the Germans do? They wrecked my models. <laughs> right. Look at the war of the shadows. Oh, that He's... is a super... Wow, look at all this footage. In a boat, let's go boaty. Now look, see, there's a futuristic thing, but what they really did there was sort of took the tanks that already existed. Yeah, right, synced it up. You know, the music's playing now. Beforehand, it was that, in, like, Occidental music, the background mm -hmm. uh, sound effects, you know, like the bombing. And now it switches to music. It's a pretty well-put-together film. Well, you see, H.G. Wells wanted to have the music recorded in advance and then make the film constructed around the music. It was one of the reasons why he was removed as director. Um, <laughs> he really, this guy named Arthur Bliss did the score and afterward, you know, in a conventional way. And um, there was a concert suite, and it's still like popular in 2015. You know, like the musical score. It's it, like some college will do it. You know. Nice. And th this is, are the helicopters that they predicted the black helicopters, no less. No, no. We're still back oh, the in planes. 1940, right? Oh yeah, now. there we go. We're in the war. Wow, this and is crazy. They must have multiplied the image or something. Now they're propeller planes, and when we go into the future, they'll never leave that. They, it will see the 1930s mindset. It, they will always be propeller planes. 
Well, don't forget, did you ever see Back to the Future 2, where in the future we had TV, uh, TV sets that we talked to at fax yeah. machines in every room? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the like, 90s, right? Yeah, he got fired. Uh, fax came and says, you're right. fired. It's a joke fax, Mom. <laughs> it's a joke <laughs> fax, Mom, yeah. <laughs> now what we're going to have is a dogfight and a rack, and he'll land and hold the dying man and... Yeah, that's something romantic about dog fights, right? <laughs> yeah. You're up there. This, the whole point is to kill another man in his expensive plane. <laughs> they are, yeah. There, it is very romantic uh, when you see dogs doing it. They, um, oh yeah, they kind of hold each other at a distance. It looks like they're dancing on their hind legs. Yep, and they're sort of connected, like <laughs> like a Lego piece. <laughs> Okay, so here comes the trash. Okay, and roll them. You're acting. Oh, 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 the G-Force. Oh, look. Oh, the model. I know. Here comes another one. Yeah, it's a biplane. He's going to spit on the grave of the guy he killed. Just my finishing touch. I'm a little psycho. No, no, they're on the same side. They're on the same side. Oh. He's going to rescue. Now, there's no way that guy would have survived. Carl, the but, plane landed on its wheels. Of course it's going to survive. <laughs> it was right side up. Oh, I'm struggling. Uh, the plane pain. The pain of the plane. <laughs> the pain plane. What, what, describe your pain. Pain. I Just plain pain. <laughs> Nothing fancy. Oh, they're talking. Yeah. Uh, it's melodramatic. That is my guess. Yeah, Shakespeare. Now, yeah, Shakespeare, here we go. A cute little girl, okay? And it's one. It's the girl that, like, this guy was trying to bomb and gas, you know? Oh, so no. Now, right. It's just, a, it's just a local farm girl, you know? Here she comes. And he goes, no, no, no. Don't sacrifice your life and give it. I'm dying anyway. Give her mine. And then he'll see the irony in this girl he tried to kill. He's going to die for. Right. The irony. Thank God this movie was lacking irony. This movie hits you over the head with whatever shall become of the blah, 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 blah. You know, he just said, why must we murder ourselves? So it's insane. This war, you know, we're going to get a lot of that. Platitude. We just, I I mean, really, like, a story-wise, we saw, you know, war happen in London with maybe minimal characters, right? Oh, I mean, there was extras, but yeah. I yeah, mean, like, there was the extras, but, but these guys that are the threat of this movie, they weren't really there during those scenes. It was just no. war. It's right. It's like man against the world, not man against a... This yeah. whole movie will not have an... A, there'll be a segment in which a guy's, like, looked at as a villain... We'll get to him soon. Now, do you feel like I haven't read the book? Which can, uh, maybe the book is like this too. It is a journal, and journals start, and then it tells stories, and it ends. No, it's, but is it's, there like a overarching story to this? Is there a reason for me to? I mean, I I want to watch it to the end, but I I don't want to be disappointed. Um, you will be disappointed. What we're going to see is a saga of what's to come, and it's not really going to wrap up in a. The war's over, Carl. 1945. No, it's not over. It's not over. 
Wow, it's still happening? Yes, that's right. 1955. Still in 15 war. years. And look, trenches. You see that? Yeah, that's right. In 1955, that's over they're in trenches. Now, you'll see some sock hops, and the Fonz has a cameo. Oh, right. In 1960, this movie doesn't make any sense. Oh, it now be... it's, no, it, now it's 1960. It's Laverne and Shirley and such. <laughs> <laughs> look it's at that. Carl... Whoa. One. Oh, he's the Invisible Man. They killed him. <laughs> right. He just okay. So now we're like way in the future, and it's 1966. Okay, and the world is a wasteland. So much oh. war. And there'll be disease too. It's still the news. Uh, Look, the paper see newspaper. Says, see, it says four pounds sterling. Yeah. To a person in 1936, they'd be like, "What the fuck?" I mean, that is inflation. You know. But you know it's large print, so they those they're, they're <laughs> a lot older now. I didn't like that when I saw it. It didn't make sense. Why isn't it a newspaper? Uh, he's with, this movie communicates through a lot of signs and a lot of. Now look at every town. Look at it. Every town oh. is demolish. Hey, what do you want to do? I, I don't same know. Same streets we were in before. Yeah. <laughs> What is that? Friends out for night? What do you want to do? What oh, no, no, go ahead. No, no, it's fine. It's, oh, well, we want to we wanna clean up some rubble. I don't know. I thought I would go over and clean some rubble. Yeah, me too. We're going to just get on the broom. I want to sweep the dirt. Hey, man, I, I heard uh, there was a band playing at the uh, bowling alley <laughs> remains. Oh, cool. Really? The band's playing at a bowling alley remains? We should check that out. There's a raid tonight at the the crumbled well. Oh, cool. I, I, I could pick up a couple items from there. Okay, now, why did a sickness come? I'm not sure. I guess from the gas or something. From I'm war, sure. yeah. 15 yeah, years so of war. What happens in this is you get intently sick. Intensely sick? And you, yeah, you didn't intend to get sick. You, you're intense. You get intensely sick. And then all of a sudden, you wake up and spring out of bed and sort of kind of zombie your way. You're in a lot of pain, but you start walking. What does Dr. Harding think about this? Right. It was terrible. <laughs> How many H.G. Uh, Wells books or movies have you watched or read? Well, um... Uh... I read yeah. that Time Machine one. I read Leagues Under the Sea, the submarine one. Listen, I think that might be Vern. Oh. Jules Vern. Okay. I don't know. Just I, certainly the Time Machine. Here he comes. Here's the. He's not really a zombie. Oh, I the, say. War yeah, of the Worlds. Disease person. Oh, no. Right. I should have wore a mask. Right. That's where I was going. Now look at this guy. You see this guy? I think he's going to become our bad guy. I think that's the one with our the bad hat, guy. the American. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, so that he did guy a... was um, uh, hired because he was a name. So what he's saying is, oh, a bloodless shot. Uh, damn it! Why was I... we shoot each other in the streets? I need oh my to God, come you up sh with He shot Bob Fosse. Oh, so, two, three, four. So anyway, 
the bad guy who I think is the bad guy is like rallying the troops. Like, if you see a walking zombie, fucking shoot them. They got the disease. Anyone with the disease, kill them. And like, this will pay off like a decade in the future. But okay. it's a long, painful kill people process. Look, a zombie, bang. Yeah. You see a zombie, shoot it. Got it. So okay. shoot him in the head? No, I just did that. Now, <laughs> the, the love interest here. This film doesn't have heroes and such, except for this one guy. This sold to us as a love interest. She's got the zombie zap and oh, no. like the whammy jammy, and she's going to do it. She's going to get up and start walking. There's a guy on, like, zombie patrol now. Right. When you see oh, a zombie, shoot him in the, between the eyes. Does that <laughs> stop them from zombieism? I guess. <laughs> They're dead. Uh, fun. The idea oh, no. is stop the spread of the disease. Now, she's got the zombieitis. I guess, but she's not really a zombie. She's just like fucked up and in pain or something weird. She's sick. Walking oh, around the war toilet. Zombieitis. Scramble. Zombie Scurry. Coming. And then this the doctor will come out like, don't shoot her, don't shoot her. And then the bad guy will be like, Hey, didn't I fucking tell you to shoot these people? And he goes, oh, good bull. And he does it. There we go. It's Ready? not the doctor. It's the love interest guy. No! Hey, I'm the hey. bad guy around here. Right, I'm the American with the hat. <laughs> A bloodless shooting again without any gun smoke or... Or even noise. I think I heard like a trap. Oh, look at this. No man is ever wrecking the ravages. We're not stopping in 67. We'll stop in 1970. Is, does things pick up in 1970? Like, do they have houses? Well, like, there's a popular show called The Brady Bunch on, and, like, the hippies kind of die out in this period, you know. This the is beginning. more the me decade is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yes, I am. Saturday Night Live gets big. Um, right. New Wave is born, although it's not big yet. It's alternative. I see a lot of Cousinarts, a Perrier water, and running <laughs> shoes in this scene. That's a good one, Mike. Cousinarts. That's perfect timing. If it's 1970, it's probably like Pet Rocks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's, look it's at this. Things are coming back. And it's, it's descriptions of their services, so I know what a dairyman is. <laughs> <laughs> They, pay, wow. they spent a lot of money uh, on this, and it was over a million dollars in American money, but they, they did it in Sterling Towns, of course. I mean, this is everything in the shot. There's no tricks, right? Do they do maths, you think? like the kind of? Well, yeah, like, for instance, during the first war that we saw, um, right. like, they had rum the building crumble and fall on people, but it was superimposed. But these shots with hundreds of people in the in the square, they're there at the shot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, sorry, misunderstood. Yeah, this is all practical. But, I, you know but no, no, the explosion part of this. <coughs> hey, you look, Carl's your dad. Your dad's in the shot. Oh, his, look. His butt? I didn't see my dad. Did you? Yeah. You really did? Darn There's it. a little baby back then. <coughs> oh, it's your great, great grandpa. It's your great, great, great grandpa. Made a fluffy. It's right. It's your grandfather. Your great grandfather. Now they're like, hey, we got a fucking car. What's your name? 
That engine. The only one in the county or whatever. They they manufacture cars now. I guess so. They manufacture no. tanks. No, no, he got a this and a part. Oh. It's like a Cuban special. So we're gonna finally go Mad Max in this movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Oh, the donkey's pulling it. There's no tires, Carl. This is not well, no, car. he doesn't have gas at the moment. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> it is kind of stupid. You know, How many horsepower you got? What are you, are you blind? I got two. There's one right in front of me. I noticed that it was like newspaper, newspaper in the 1970s. Like, hello, radio news, non-visual radio news. It was 22 minutes. We'll narrate your film. Now that was Ollie Ollie Ox who you saw, and they're gonna set him free. Ollie Ox is free? Mm-hmm. Look at that dome. That city hole? Back in the day. There's, yeah. There's gonna be an open mic at the attract <laughs> well, dome. You know, I'll go to William Briggs and be like, listen, Tuesday's kinda dead, right? Yeah. You you guys can do a little business on Tuesdays, right? Right. Listen, look. There's a lot of foot traffic. There's soldiers marching. There's you know <laughs> people come in. They'll get a drink. Uh, Tony Beach. You know open mic or Tony Beach. Wait, wait, wait. So you think that's the same guy who was doing the shooting? I I think it is. He is wearing a hat, Carl. No, well, no. He's like now the local warlord, and he's warlord. bullying them. I want my planes in the air. We're at war. Warlord's raging on, and I'm Daddy Warbucks. Is that oh, as loud the... as you could be? Oh no, I could crank this up. It's not my fault. This guy's dull. Yeah. Well, you know, he's going to be a blustering blowhard, but he's not a. Is that an asshole? It gets, you know, he does his. He's a leader. They got a sorceress? No, that's just his wife. <laughs> Which isn't the future that you're thinking of. Yeah. In the, future, in the future, vampires walk during daylight. Right. And they'd be dressed up all today. I don't yeah. know what that means. But... I mean, for a post apocalyptic world, everyone's hair is fantastic in this movie. A lot of waves. Yeah. yeah. And that's another thing, like, They'll always have their 1936 hairstyles. In the future, right. that won't change. Right. Michael Richards had the same haircut. In <laughs> Nothing ever changed. Wait. Holy shit. Oh, what is that? There's no such what... fucking thing as a plane. What is that? Metal bird. Yeah, Mad Max was like Road Warrior. They were like, oh, shit. No, it was in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Remember the guy had a whirly bird or whatever? Yeah, he had a... Uh... Yeah, he had an airplane, and they were all going to yeah. take off in it. Remember, there was not enough runway, and so, yeah, 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 that's right. The he was so Australian. Yeah, totally. Okay, so the plane's right. landing, so he's like, go arrest them and bring him to me! Who is this person? Listen, I'm the warrior. Right. Uh, right. He's... That's it. I'm the warlord around here. Yeah. He's the war whore. I don't like that term. It's warlord. So what? He, the lord of maybe. lord of whore. Um, <laughs> he is the. Um, he has been trying to get planes in the air so he can win this war. 
and and they're all fucked up and they don't have you know gas and but um somebody's flying over in a plane he's like that's my ticket now this is their idea of a totally modern plane yeah look there's no flies will hit you in the teeth because you got this mask on you burp in there though it's gonna stay in there <laughs> where can i vomit i've been wearing this helmet for two hours yeah this is a space helmet He's got space hair. <laughs> well, he's just I'm... old. He's just old. All right. Ooh. So this guy, and it's like you're under arrest. You know, they, they sent this bumbling idiot, and he just sort of walks all over him, and now he's leading him. Come on, I know the way. How I know. Everyone. Let's follow space, Dad. Right. You see, that's Japanese, those high shoulders. That was a design they got from... Oh. Homo? I don't know what the word is. All right. Oh, good. They put the camera on the ground, Carl. Yeah. The cameraman was sick that day, and the <laughs> H.P. Wells was like, we're directing. Right. I mean, we're, we're filming. Let's... I, I, qu I quit, and I'm taking my tripod. God damn it. God damn it. All right, we've spent budget. <laughs> I spent all this money on these war signs and um, old broken signs in the background. Did you see Citizen Kane? I think this will work. I know, I know, but I'm H.G. Wells. I'm predicting the future. Right. War of the Worlds. That was a big one. So this guy has not gone to the Warlord and he's get he's going into the professor's lab kind of thing and now this like bumbling idiot again is like no no i'm be i'm really being serious now you you gotta come with me wow look at that that's the dome we saw yep he's one man's living in oh i guess oh, it's his he office is, he is the whore lord yes now she's biff <laughs> yeah back to the future too yeah 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 now, she is smarter than him, okay? And she's like queen, you know, but not really because she's a woman and she just, she's, not, you know, not going to get a chance. But she can advise and she's saying, stop bullying this guy around. Do you want planes? Let's figure out what he knows, you know? He comes from a place that represents... Um, What's it called? The Freemasonry of Science? Yeah, it's... It, it, He's a space mason. People trying to get civilization back together, okay? Uh-huh, well, with secret handshakes. the name, and um, he's representing that. He's going to have the warlord fall in line. Essentially, they're going to come and invade and shut him down. Clever. But I think he's a Freemason from outer space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the the feds in the little car. Space. He's not from outer space. He's from the future. But it's come to the wall. Go at it. What do you mean? Shut up. More wall. Who are you, I say? Law. Law and sanity. I am the law here. Where did you come from? Who are you? We can go over the world. Well, you know, you can't come into a country yeah. like this. When country. did the Marvel blip happen? 
the five years span. Marvel Blip. What That's is 2007 that? to 2012. You talking about the cin- cinematic universe? Remember the guy snapped his fingers? Hey, Carl. Oh, yeah, that was. Uh, I went to. I I actually asked for my money back when I saw that movie, and the manager says, "Can I help you?" I said, uh, "Yeah, I would like to get two tickets refunded for Avengers." Uh, and he goes, well, why, sir? You watched the entire movie. I go, uh-huh. That movie was about a guy who snapped his fingers. Half the world's population disappears. Uh-huh. And my friend is still here. <laughs> I want my money back. It didn't work. Yeah, but it's not reality. Okay, I so he's a 50-50 blo- chance. <laughs> yeah, right. It depends. If you get a manager who's like, fuck this job, <laughs> right? No, no, 50% of my friend would disappear. Right. Oh, okay, okay. I'm yeah, a little behind. But- Hey, that's a joke I, I never give up on. <laughs> it's just see if I have a minute to kill left. And you often do. Yeah, I come up short. I'm like, <laughs> here's my strong joke, a little filler. Here's my strong middle, a little filler. Killer <laughs> ending. And I look, it's like a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I better tell that other joke. So we're missing a lot of it isn't really plot what we're missing is blustering so what's happening is he's like you're mine now i own you you are my prisoner you're gonna help me make planes and he's like look man hey i it's not me i represent a whole you know new civilization and if they know i'm here if yeah i don't go home they're coming to get you and who's who's in the middle who's who else is there the the queen is there if that's her right. real term seriously drinking this guy in and learning about him gotcha I, I got my god star wars prequels are more interesting well look at that he's like letting it dangle yeah that's you, right yeah. Now, he's Sorry. got some German insignia, and what it implies is that the Germans invaded the UK. But we never learned the, who's the enemy. We're in any town, Carl. Any any town, USA. Any town. This could be a town in Germany. Look how good he is acting as a kooky dictator with his wide yeah. eyes and proclamations and storming in right he's wearing lion skin or some bullshit look at him yeah man he's acting his feet on the bed I, well, no hey, man. Do that. i'm a warlord he, he needs a yacht if he's a true warlord you get yourself your, a yacht a mega yacht they're landlocked in every town they're landlocked but they got a crest there he's making a lot of sense he's advising him not to not to bully this guy and aerial bus driver oh okay they left me alone i could finally do what i came here for well he's sort of like in some sort of cell oh i see i gotcha they locked him up don't be such a dunce so let me get this straight this guy comes from another place and he has things to things like, that he comes from like uh wherever their central base is nova scotia canada i don't know all right i got you right and they're like building a new civilization they're kind of doing it like i wouldn't say town to town but like area to area 
and they're coming in and they're finding out who's the asshole warlord and they're 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 kicking the beehive they're rattling the cages this would be a great tv show every week you go to a feudal warlord (laughs) city just fuck their shit up and it's just some kind of take a story on trying to and in the end things that come to kick your ass and take your land season finale like the main like uh you know best friend dies like at the hands of the warlord he loses his his wife dies something right oh look at the trenches again world war one now we'll see that throughout there are some predictions they make that work others that don't but we'll never leave the mentality of make bigger machines or you know that kind of thing right Maybe I'm a little underprepared for this one. I did see it four times. No, My this research is isn't solid. Carl, know. all you have to know is that there are things to come. That's it. That's the <laughs> research you need to do. Tell <laughs> me about the time. Tell me about the movie. So sharp and having all the answers and blah blah blah. This is the most descriptive movie title I've ever heard. Yeah, there's things. Now you see how those were 1936 horses, not like our modern horses. Not like our modern day horses. But don't forget, there was a war from uh, 1940 to <laughs> to the present. Yeah, but think about that. That's 40, 50, 60, 76 years. Non-stop I mean, war. Yeah, but then they, I don't know. It it's should, never ending war. I wonder if you, as a filmmaker, did that, like just changed hairstyles to something we've never seen before, make them wear spazzy clothes, you know, like, like would that turn off an audience? Well, we, we're just waiting for this guy to finish the speech, but the camera's walking around. There's so many people in so many detailed costumes around him, you know? Yes, we will like, there's never see the, the end corner. of his speeches. I mean, the fire in the room is more interesting than his speech. Yeah, what kind of ventilation? Oh, the dome, the right, the cracked dome. Oh, I guess the cracked dome, yeah. So right now it's like more bullying, like, I want my fucking planes. And then they're like, well, if you want the planes, we need the professor and we need this new uh, weirdo space guy. What a shot. Yeah, with the smoke in the background. Look at the sharp nose and the out-of-focus nose. You can visualize the 1936 movie trailer, right? There's a cut like that, and then a a title card will come up, and it'll say, What a cast! (laughs) And then they'll have a little (laughs) zippity-dippity-doo. It's like you were there. We've seen so many of these films. I remember, like, uh, I would discover, like, a movie from the 30s has a trailer, and it's just, like, clips with like yeah. little, you know so poorly you'll done. laugh this guy was modeled after mussolini that's what h.g wells did oh did Mussolini? did h.g well realize that mussolini is a weenie no he bit <laughs> his weenie <laughs> mussolini's a weenie where did you did you make that up or did you no there's a remember i think it's from life is hell there's like a world war ii jingle bells or it's like jingle bells 
Mussolini is a weenie. No, he bit his weenie. Mussolini oh, bit, bit his weenie. weenie. Yeah. Okay. And the there Joker is this one uh, joke song I I learned in the 1940s. They made a joke song against Germany because we were at war. Right. And it was like when the Fuhrer says we is the master race, we howl, <laughs> howl. <laughs> Right into his face. Have you ever was heard it? Mike Jones? Yeah, I have heard yes. that. Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's J O N E S. It's funny. Okay, so this guy's like, no, I will not help you. I, I, He wants a gas and he wants airplane. I, so it's just bullying. I don't know. It, it's even a little boring. Yeah, well, I mean, this is at least there's a story to this. Well, is there? It's very detached, and one thing doesn't lead to another. We, I don't know. Okay, H. G. Wells conceived his treatment as a new story meant to display the social and political forces possibilities he had outlined in his 1933 book *Escape of Things to Come*, a work he considered. Less a novel than a discussion in fictional form presented itself as notes of a 22nd century diplomat. Gotcha. Have you ever seen uh, Cloud Atlas? Yeah, horrible. But that was like past, present, and future. Yeah, well, it, that's not nice to say horrible. It wasn't horrible. Um, I think I was confusing it with Fountainhead. Oh, the Fountain, yeah, Fountainhead and uh, Cloud Atlas, two different movies. But I, yeah, I hear you about that because yeah, I think she wrote a a book. Anne Rand wrote the Fountainhead, right? Right. And uh, Darren Aronofsky directed a, a close to three hour movie based uh, on it. But Cloud Which Atlas was a, a novel a different by a different author and i i attempted to read the novel like i always try to do and i mm -hmm. made it through like at least the first chapter but it's basically different periods of time where the same actors played different roles uh in each time period and they have different makeup and uh it's and all connected man it. yeah so but I, can, I can see if you're not yeah no 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 it, he's just blustering and he'll continue to do it this is film drags its ass in the middle here she's great she's been either bored or interested or that's it and you can see behind her eyes she's thinking yeah not blondie here right well no blondie's doing her part wait for him to be quiet <laughs> can we have a seat at the table where there's not flame billowing smoke behind me <laughs> it's very hard for me to eat these oysters Now he's railing yeah. against books. This guy is Mussolini. You could tell Wells is like, fuck you. And we shouldn't pay Wells royalties. Who's with me? Oh, what now, a terrible Wolf, future. Queenie's out of there. And where does she go? In the to base. the source. Yeah. It's a, it's a very civil conversation and very reasonable. She should be the warlord. Well, that's a good point. So, 
But isn't he like out to break uh, heads, warlord heads, and bust up shit? No, he's out. He'll do that because the job has to get done. But no, he goes to places and reasons with them, you know, and, you know, I'll cure your sickness. I will, you know, he. He brings civilization. Getting rid of the sickness will just stop the bloodless bloodshed on the streets. <laughs> the bloodless, the non-firing killing guns. That ah, pew, pew. Oh, <laughs> all right, pew. Oh, I got pewed. <laughs> oh, that's my cue to fall down. Right. All right, so she's bargaining. Yeah, well, she's trying to... Right now, she's not bargaining as much as she's explaining herself. Why she's, like, wants wants to learn about him and everything. And, you know, like, what he represents is a life outside these city walls and an end to poverty and... Nice. So she's like, I'm willing to deal, but I don't have the power. Oh, so she's bargaining with this guy. This is really interesting. Also, there's 17 steps behind her, I counted. 17 steps? Isn't that interesting? Well, it's very compulsive of you. Two, three. Four, five. Five, six. six seven, eight. Get out of the way, nine. Nine. Oh, shit. What? Oh, I was almost there. <laughs> I started to sweat because I ran out of, I'm go, you know, I could see I was going to run out of fingers to get. Thank God. Thank God there were 21 steps. <laughs> oh, that, um, that's an empire. I mean, those astronomical. That one, two, three, four, four five, six, six, seven, seven eight, 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 stop, nine, and left. Oh, fuck. Oh, do you count the mezzanine as a step? I do. Yeah. Interesting. That's so interesting. This movie is so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You count. Okay, he says, He's so drunk. you've come for a diplomatic mission, have you? Parlay. Parlay. Look how he's staggering a little drunk and he's still Mussolini. Got the trench breath. Trench breath. That's right. There you go. Trench mouth. All right. Yeah. Anyway, look. This I ends think, today. I don't think this is. This is a good man. I mean, it's just. You know, I I appreciate that that they're going for it. They're going for broke. Cause there's been Nostradamus movies. Maybe I could find it on YouTube. But there was one from the '80s, early '80s. Nostradamus predicts, and I think Orson Welles hosted it. Okay. And. They had someone play Nostradamus, and at the end, it's like, there's going to be a war, and if, you know, you happen to be in New York City during the month of September, stay, stay clear. You know? Stay inside. Yeah, stay inside. Get in go, the basement. Go, yeah, go to New Jersey. Just say it. But it was like a... Is it a, is it a full-length movie? Yeah, it is. It was like, Nostradamus says, or something like that, or like, in okay. the wake, it was... 
there was these popular books, and I guess this is the the template, the things to come, where it would be like, oh, what was it, the Chariots of the Gods? Do you remember, I remember that? Yeah. And Nostradamus had his predictions. The movie 2012 uh, with John Cusack was based on right. Nostradamus' prediction that that was the year the world would end. Wait, I thought that was the Aztec calendar. Well, I think he ripped off and never gave him credit. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's the Aztec calendar. Look how he's helping him fix the planes now. He knows how to work a wrench and shit. There's a lot of money invested in all this stuff, like the bayonets and <laughs> this mechanical stuff. You think this coon skin cap came off a coon? Raccoon. They like go, yeah, they must have like eating raccoon meat. Or he must have just got it at the Dizzy store that was destroyed in 1952. Six. <laughs> the Davy Crockett hats. Look at this. We are barnstorming. Too bad the bars are a piece of shit. Oh my goodness, they've done it. We've got a working plane. We do. Next up is the dance on the wings for the audience below. <laughs> Ooh. Look, All yeah, right. What year is yeah. this now? No, this is the civilized people. It's Interesting. Still... Look at how yeah, advanced technology. Soundless but recording, noiseless recording. How it is just like their idea would be what we have today, but like souped up bigger and better. Right. It's you know they're on that step ladder. It's junk displayer. So he's the the head leader. Well, they're like, guess what? Uh, you know, what's his face didn't check in. Just like the guy was threatening to the to the Mussolini. <laughs> um posters in the main okay, so this is about like H.G. Wells' degree of control over the project. Like it's unprecedented for a screenwriter. Like posters in the main title build the film as H.G. Wells' things to come with an Alexander Corda production appearing smaller. So the, the production company itself was little to his name. He was the famous name. Wells had no control over the finished product, really. It's just uh, there were many scenes shot and truncated like he was all over its production okay so futuristic costumes worn by citizens of every town with the rigid shoulder extensions were patterned after Ginu shoulder cloth of the Japanese samurai. This film's released uh, in the U.S. 1947. That's a long time after. It would be a double bill with another H.G. Wells-inspired film. 
Now, what they're loading here is called happy gas. Now, what they're loading up here on the plane, Mike, it's happy gas. It's the opposite of that World War II evil gas that'll kill you. This is peace gas. Right. This is peace gas. Okay, so that's H.G. Wells' way. The left is right then. Right is wrong. So Mussolini's blustering and says, get in your planes, let's go. Let, so now they're going to fight whoever the enemy is, okay? Which are those future guys that are going to crush No, them. no, not the future guys. Like the other warlords. Gotcha. It's like feudal Europe kind of thing. No, they know these guys have the edge because the other feudal warlords may not realize future guys could get them. How quaint. A 1970 gas mask. <laughs> blustering. Blustering! I know. Why do I feel like I'm in Springfield from The Simpsons? Oh, look at that. Yeah. Modern. That is a very modern model. It's available at FAO Sports, uh, second floor. You know it's a real shot because it's going through clouds. You can't fake that. Oh, I know. And the string was like, it looked like it was dangling and not hovering over it. The H.G. Wells predicted in the future string technology. Right. In the future, <laughs> model uh, planes will uh, represent real planes in movies. <laughs> Did you see how the dials were big, like barometer and clock right. right so it's like if we saw it today it would be like some sort of float screen with little boxes and you well, know like, like those weird uh real real to real computer database machines that are <laughs> whoop, 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 that spin around <laughs> they were in the future they sure were buddy <laughs> what is this come Who's the rave against So we're going to have this long sequence. Now, right. it's so 1936 because they're going to deploy by parachute. You know, it's just. Aren't you supposed to say, like, wow, this is great imagery, the black and white and the clouds? Yes. And, mm -hmm. and the... No, you're right. It's fun. And it's. But you know, it's dull. Yeah. No, I'm just trying to. It's a comedy show. I don't know. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Propellers. All this movie is missing is uh, the Rock as Black Adam. Like if he came, he was. Yeah. That's the opposite of practical effects. A movie like Black Adam, where everything is possible, so anything happens because everything right. is just CGI. That's right. Everything is CGI, so you can do anything. I, You know, we've come a long way, like you and me, buddy. I mean, from what yeah. we can see. I remember the first time I ever saw there was, you know, it's a practical effects world, right? I'm watching TV, and there's this Budweiser truck, and it morphs into a sports car, a Budweiser logoed sports car. I just, I, you know, like fell back on my chair. I mean, like, how can you... What kind of sorcery and magic do these people possess? 
you know, it was like one of the first computer graphic things I ever saw that like tricked me and I believed it. Right, sure. I remember going to see Terminator 2 and the guy morphed into, you know, he turned into liquid and like, what? Yeah. What kind that of was... world? I, I I felt that with the a little with the abyss too. Like that was just pretty nuts. Yeah. There's there's some movies now that I see and I'm just amazed by this how the special effects work and like uh, stuff I never seen. But for the most part, like all this is just practical. They really had to build this with the smoke and the extras. Right. They really did every. Now, the, there's only one person that the gas kills, and it's Mussolini. Warlord. Yeah. Oh, look, long live the chief. Long live the That's Chef. That says Chef. Oh, long he Chef. Very popular. Yeah, I mean, there, well, there wasn't a lot of food around, and this guy could work miracles. They never really got newer newer episodes of South Park, so they really were fans of this chef. <laughs> yeah. They just didn't know. Oh, true. Look, it, it's so... They didn't predict anything here. Oh, no, this is what we do. We walk out of a diner and jump out of an airplane. <laughs> Art Deco, we jump out of an Art Deco plane. Art Deco, that's right. Yeah. I don't know if it's literally right, but I mean... It looks more Space Invaders, I guess. Maybe they predicted Space Invaders. Okay, everyone, stand still. We don't have CGI, so you have to be in the shot, and you have to lay still. <laughs> we don't have CGI. Here they are! They're tied up for the last 10 minutes so we got the sun right. Let me feel your head. <laughs> Let me take your pulse. Oh, I'll put my arm around you. Hello! Hey, I'm free. Hello, comrades! Are they new people wearing the suits? or? It's the people from future land, you know, from civilization yeah. world. Ah, pity the poor chef. Look at him laying there. Man. His kind will never learn. Looks like Futurama. Oh, everyone's like, what? Is it lunch yet? Is the commissary open? I feel great. Craft Services is here. Hello. Uh, I was promised a toy if I return a gun. <laughs> oh, you have your toys. All right, now okay. here we have the official council, and we're going to have his vision of the project. This, this is at an Apple store. Right. Now, let's listen to his All right. proclamations of the world to come. Could take forever. They got the last warlord. Yeah. Warlord. That's what it is. Wings over the world is the name of their organization. So it's over. So wow. Wings over the world. Wow. Or what is what? 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 Wings over Yeah. It was the great wow was perfect for marketing. Was 
Can you so just call it Rings Over World? Can you just no, it has to be the world. God damn it, our acronym. Okay, so now civilization will come to every town. And what that means is industry. So we get models. They make models. But they're mining the lands finally. Stripping the earth at last. What they're going to do is they're going to, yeah, they're going to take these raw materials and turn them into a beautiful every town. Now, look at this 1936. Right. Yeah. Why would this... you need a piece, a plank of wood? That's a long staircase that, that device has. This uh -huh. is like the, the peacetime working. Right. No longer are we see tanks and airplanes. Exactly. We're seeing gas that turns the rock into mush or something. So is this a thing that came or went? The hand musher. Look at that. I don't think we have that yet. Whoa! That was practical. We okay. <laughs> so my friend is trying to patent a a, a wheel musher. What'd you say? A hand musher? Yeah, like know. a hand. Oh, I guess it's one of those cranes. <laughs> but um, it's a long process. He's got patent pending. Oh, I see. This looks like the Matrix a little. Oh, inside like Zion. Yeah. Those uh, creepy. Yeah, they come out and they like attack your real life. You're not even in the Matrix when they attack you. Right, you're in the real life. This is off limits. This... You have to have some boundaries. Machines will fight you in the. Yeah, you built a, a battle, a world war, war world. You know, I hate you, fucks, but I gotta admit, this is the greatest game ever. <laughs> okay, so. Now we're going to get a lot of montage. A lot of montage. We are going no to problem. get so I'm, much montage. We're I have my turbines. Turbine, yeah. I have my best of 80s electropop uh, uh, soundtrack. <laughs> this would be perfect for it. Yeah, right? The live so fast. <laughs> yeah, we're just missing Giorgio Moroder. Okay, I'll take the stairs, ladder. You were just going to see montage of montage. stairs and ladders and. Now you saw Metropolis, right? I have seen Metropolis, which is one of the public domain movies this year. Yeah, yeah. that's right, nineteen twenty-seven. Before filming started, author H.G. Wells told everyone who'd fucking listen how much he hated Fritz Lang's film Metropolis, nineteen twenty-seven. And how he wanted them to do the opposite of what Lang, who he called Lang, uh, and his wow. crew had done. H.G., listen, you know my name is Henry. He asked uh, director William Cameron Men Menzies to avoid patterning the, patterning the film after Lang's. Uh, Menzies nonetheless drew, drew a great deal of inspiration from it, and he admitted... This lengthy montage depicting the tra what we're watching wow, right now. Yeah, look at that. That's crazy. He says it owes a huge debt to that 1927 film. To be fair, this is like halfway during the film. We saw like civilization crumble and become warlords. Right. And, uh, you know, then we see what the, the future Reason, is. Reason, technology. Do you remember the, the SNL bit where... Uh, Bill, Bill Clinton is trying to get votes, and it's Phil Hartman, and he's in a McDonald's, uh -huh. and he's explaining, he's explaining uh, warlords to a guy, and he's using the fries. 
He's like, I see a note, or he takes the chicken nugget. He's like, Warlords. I always say that. It's a good bit. I need to, I need, please send me a link. Here you go. Uh, sure. Do you have a Peacock account? Then you're fucked. <laughs> you're not. Now, is this interesting? Music recorded at the Scala Theatre, Charlotte Street, London, England, which is also the, where the final performance of the Beatles' A Hard Day's Night was shot. That interesting. Yeah, I guess so. I think I saw that movie. I saw that movie. I, I, yeah, I remember the scene. Uh, Alexander, used... you do remember the scene. Yeah, this is when they were in that weird warehouse. No, I guess not. I don't. I I just. I know a hard day's night, but I just. You don't remember when they walked through this factory? No, it's a studio. It's a studio. Gotcha. All right. Well, I thought it was like leftover sets. Music recorded at the Scala Theater, so it's a theater. I'm not at the top of my game this show. Oh, it's Look fine. Then. This, Thank is, this you. is more educational. We're learning about things to come. Yeah, I'm feeling yeah. for the poor audience. So that automated we're building a house is actually very – okay, here we go. All right, so we're – this is 10 more years. 2036. 2036. All right, yes. so 13 more years. Right, and all the people we saw before won't be there anymore. And that's why I don't, one of the reasons I don't like this film. But we'll see the descendant again of our family. Is Mussolini's descendant? You guys killed my Mussolini dad. Wow, look at this. This, this is pretty Metropolis. Those tubes are terrible, man. It breaks down, you're fucked. Now, I was wondering to myself, is that like the tube we use to send messages in office building? Oh, like, right, those. Or like when you go to the bank uh, teller. Right. The drive-through. So that was something that business used to do when films were black and white. So maybe. Right. Okay, now. We've got this modern world in this technology world. So what's this guy right here? He's going to be our new bad guy. And his name is Theopolis. Ooh, so. And, yeah. He will bluster about how fucked up all this technology is. And we need to go back to just being people. The good old days. All right, we got you. Stop holding up the wall. <laughs> you're holding it up from <clears throat> the day. The, you're right. So the dike sprung a leak. And <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like his figure. Yeah. He was on duty. It's a, your civic duty. If you live in the town, you, you know, well, you know, he kind of screwed up. They're like, no, your finger, stick your finger. In the, <laughs> he's like, finger. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. So, like, um, <laughs> that would be a good bit, man. Like the guy, it's your shift at the dike, and like right. to the left you plug a hole, to the right, and then right by your crotch a hole pops, and you're like, "What am I gonna do?" Do you plug the hole? Yeah. Um, right of your life. <laughs> okay, so, so look how every town has changed. It's totally yeah. a swapping mall with those two. Yeah. There's the movie house. There's the uh, massage. There's Logan Five. There's Jessica Seven. Right. 
Hi, I represent how children are the same forever. And now we're going to get like, that's why I don't like this film. Some totally new guy and he's the old wise. He's going to just talk to his daughter and look, they're looking at New York. In New York in 1925 is so funny. Yes, it was before Thanos snapped his fingers and here we are today. But daddy, how did he survive without yeah. without anti-dye machines? Daddy, why is there a TV channel of old buildings? Yeah. Look at the flat screen TV. They predicted that, I guess. That's what the internet wants to look how modern it is. You can yeah. see right through the seat. Well, they predicted television television was around by that point, thirty six. Yes, it was. But of course it was the cathode ray. So it right. was a curved you know, la I mean, th there was a tube, and there's nothing flat screen. You need you have all all chairs are translucent. Yeah, that's right. In the future, so I can see your ass, honey. <laughs> <laughs> when you sit down, you freaking girl, I still see your ass. I this made is... up a new chair. Did you fart? No, it wasn't me. I don't know. I kind of, kind of see little Steve. Little, <laughs> little do. <laughs> There's a little, yeah, with a little moisture. <laughs> like the glass clouded up. Okay, all right. I will never sit on a translucent chair just for that. Yeah, I got her little 1930s dolly. Right. Well, those are evergreen. So what else is on TV? Can I change the channel? No. Yeah, really, please. We finally have a TV. Daddy wants to watch his stories. Okay, so in general, this movie was extremely well received by British critics. At the box office, however, it was a disaster, failing to oh. garner large audiences after its profitable first week in cinemas. You see, it blew up the first week. Everyone right. was so into it. And then, and then bad word of mouth. Done that. People were at the water cooler that Monday, and they're like, did you see that stinker things that come? <laughs> stinker, huh? I was going to take my sweetheart. <laughs> uh, actually, sweethearts, my candy box. I bring my own candy. Uh, the movie drew huge audiences upon its opening in New York City. Advertisements for this movie mentioned that large crowds continually flocked to the New York City's Rivoli Theater from 9.30 a.m. on opening day until the ad went to press four days later. The initial oh. interest in the movie wore off. Look at this phone, this video phone, video call. Well, he's he's watching a broadcast. Theopolis is, like, going to – it's not like a phone. It's like a t little TV. They don't have like a glass tray to put your uh, keyboard underneath the desk, you know, <laughs> and then like a glass uh, cabinet where you can put your uh, computer box. Look how they're uh, not wearing pants. He's got his legs. I know. Look, like he's been crossing his legs the whole time. Well, we you don't want. Oh, to he's see wearing his safety shorts. <laughs> Strike a pose. <laughs> There's nothing to it. Yep. 
Come on, Superman, jump. Yeah, right, with his cape. cape. At least they're, like, doing clothes that look different, at least. Not the right. hairstyles, but... They're closed toes, Croc. <laughs> you got Crocs. <laughs> Everyone else has, like, normal shoes. Oh, oh two-way radio. Tracy. Come in, Dick Tracy. This has to be half matted. Like, they have to... I don't think they had all those people there at once. So what is going to happen now is we're going to have the people who are trying to, um, you know, they're just, they're in charge of the technology. And one of the things they're doing is they're going to send a spacecraft to the moon. Now, it's not going to land on the moon. It's just going to go around the moon just like right. we did. And this has no idea what we did. Any but, animal, any animal that's going to be in that satellite orbiting around? No, it will be two people. As a matter of fact, they're both of the daughters. Uh, we'll see. Okay, so then um, there's Theopolis, who doesn't want it, and he wants the launch stopped, okay, because he's against technology. Now, what's interesting is they don't do a rocket. They do a space gun. It's going to... Shoot you like a bullet to the moon. Okay, that's kind of cool. So they, you have like a cartridge, like a a bullet spaceship, and then you just yes, you, yeah. It's it's a mega mega cannon kind of looking thing, and uh, you know humans are in a capsule that gets put in like a, as if you're stuffing a musket. They and really then, did that. They spent so much money to build a space rocket, a cannon. <laughs> And do they it made once. a space gun. They made a space gun. How, do you, does it look like they've used it before? No, it's <laughs> the first time, right? It wasn't smoking. I'm saying, like, it's one of those one-item kitchen uh, accessories you don't need. Like, you know, does it mash potatoes at least? <laughs> yeah, just no, no, it shoots, a, it shoots a bullet ship out in space. Now, look, here is Theophilus, and he's being projected as, you know, larger than life here. It is kind of cool how throughout the years they use different technologies. There's so look, the phone. here he is in the studio, and you see the iPhone there? Yeah, iPad. the iPhone. Yeah. So, this guy has this dude. Yeah, he's watching the iPhone too. That it's, man is being heard by millions of people. Let's hope they don't heed his, you know. But they will, and they'll, like, riot sure. to go kill the space gun. So their plot is... Let's shoot the fucker right now. Let's just Let's shoot see. it. We do it now. Any questions? Yes, what are you wearing? How do we know the gun's pointed the right way? And what Wait, what if they overshot? They're going to shoot them around the moon? The, the moon? Yeah, you see, they're going to... Yeah, they're going to shoot Gravity's them around like, the moon. They'll do like a... Flame shot them. Swing. No, but yeah. seriously, that's what we did. We didn't uh, build a cannon. Uh, no, we didn't. We just, but I'm saying the first time we went to the moon, we didn't land. We slingshot. Right. Uh, perhaps ignoring the fiction part of the science fiction movie, scientific contemporaries criticized it on scientific and technical grounds. The Journal of British Interplanetary Society insisted that the space tra travel depicted was unfeasible as a space gun used to launch these two citizens into space would require greater force than the human body could strain. 
the space gun moved opposite to the physics action. Well, I'll say that part when we get there. Like, the way they do it in the movie is sort of cock the gun and let it go, like, as if you were pulling back a slingshot. Sure. And he ricochets out of the Earth and into the outer stratosphere. But they're saying that the way the gun fires doesn't... Okay, I'm going to read it. The space gun moved opposite to how physics action reaction explains the system would behave if there was such a thing as a giant gun launcher. The movie depicts the barrel moving downward against its base, then slowly moving upwards like it's spitting out the rocket ship. If taken literally, that amount of barrel travel at such a slow rate would not move the ship out of the barrel. A ship launched by explosive effect out of a gun would have the barrel moving downward, downward simultaneously. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. There's recoil, buddy. Right. This they didn't do it. They pulled it back like a slingshot right. and shot. Instead and of it, like shooting in it, bounces. Yeah, like. Recoil. And there's no sonic boom around this shopping mall that like breaks <laughs> all these tubes and shit like that. Doesn't it look like Logan's Run? Uh, no, there's no. There's no repercussion. They're doing the fucking space gun, Theopolis. Hey, are there even any stores in this mall? They they no. obviously don't have wallets or pockets. They don't have money. They, they everything. Purses. If you're hungry, you can be fed. Right. Need now, a seat. Let me get some lucite. Look, what we got here is the naysayer again. Ah, war. You know, he's the same guy in his in his uh, hose here, and he's saying. You kids shouldn't fly into space. It's dangerous. That's going to be his whole message. I don't like this. Hello. Did you turn the sound off again? Maybe. (laughs) I wanted to hear what you had to say. Okay, never mind me. <laughs> it didn't kill people who were prepared for death. An ugly spectacle of waste. There's nothing wrong in suffering if you suffer for a purpose. Our revolution exactly. That's what my wife says. Right. And suffering here, you fuck. But it's for a purpose, these children. Well, the gun's in urgent danger. Oh, shut up, what? child. The gun's in well, urgent the danger? Some family drama. What's that rumble wumble noise? There's a riot at the food court. <laughs> oh, it's Rock Against Vito's. Wow, yeah, what's what are they doing? They're gonna climb that? They're gonna knock it over? Uh I don't really know. That's not the space gun. Uh the space gun's sort of like out in the field on its own, you know, right. sort of like sort of looks like Arizona desert kind of place, and they're all gonna flock there. So I think they're just getting rallied right now. 
It must be the Arizona desert because they're all wearing shorts or like short shorts. The dude on the right, the guy talking right now, yeah. he has great legs. Take him out, see? <laughs> yeah, they are really yeah. great legs. Yeah. Oh, you know, now, which re you know, reminds me. I was in a heterosexual. All right. No, well, I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you first. <laughs> it reminds me I was going to have chicken tonight. Go ahead. <laughs> what is that white? That's dark meat. That's dark meat. Uh, no, I was just saying, like in a heterosexual way, I think his legs are pretty sexy. You 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 researched this movie. Ooh, a uh, helicopter. There was no such thing. So this is the one thing. I mean, because flat screen TVs. Come on, did he just do, man, do, have a TV do, that's flat? Do, that's all. They're on the. Do, 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 do. Sorry, I'm singing the theme to mash. Go ahead. Now everyone can. <laughs> that's not the theme to mash. You I, said, I believe it is. All right, let's hear it. Do, 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 do. Coming up next, bad, another bash. Do, 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 do. All right, I don't know the song. Do, 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 do. I shall return. It goes dun, 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 right? Yes. Okay, there is Space Gun. There's the Space Gun. Yes, and it's intimidating. And when I look at Space Gun, I feel manly. Do you? I, I don't know. I feel really defensive about that. You know, like they must have threatening gun. Yeah. If they do shoot it off, there's going to be like birds dropping out of the sky and like cows being knocked at tipped. It's terrible. Okay, so there, the, there was no fucking chopper. So I mean, sure, Leonardo da Vinci had drawn it, so maybe it came from somewhere. But you know, the concept. Sure. But we, they, they didn't have choppers, so that thing blew people's minds. And this is the first helipad at a uh, casino. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yes, your room is ready, Mr. Lipschwartz. <laughs> it's future tyrant, future warlord. Okay, so now they're going to like a stuff in a musket. <laughs> they're going to, okay, they're going to get into this capsule and then it's going to get stuffed down the, the gun. Star Trek. He, they predicted Star Trek. Right. Ooh. Ooh. Wow, yeah. I, th I guess I, those are cool, that glass elevators. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, talk about like 80s, I guess, and 70s uh, hotel architecture. But you go up and you can look down at the lobby before you get to your room, <laughs> before you get vertigo coming out this of there. Is a, yeah, that's what I, high anxiety, remember high that? Anxiety. Well, that's, that's the famous San Francisco hotel that has, uh, those glass elevators and you, you go up in the actual, you know, the, the, uh, when you go outside your room, YouTube? okay, it's a lot. Okay. It's all balcony. So it's all real when you go up to your room. So it's scary. Ah, you were scared. I you was were... a little at okay. the hotel. heebie-jeebies. <laughs> I had to call the hotel detective. I thought that was a hotel ghost, <laughs> you know, the usual.
<laughs> and then winds up I, I was living in the hotel. Um, it was so funny because he was scared of heights. So the doctor just diagnosed him with high anxiety. So stupid. Yeah. I know, right? I like that movie, though. Now, that's a dumb, dumb bullet. This is is dumb. All right, so they're going to load the dumb, dumb bullet. <laughs> they don't have a bottom chamber or anything? They have to stick it up there? I guess it's a cannon. I got you. Okay, so here comes the crowds. And through some method of technology, Theopolis will get to speak to our hero as if they're standing next to other. Look, you see that sort of microphone thing he's holding? Maybe that's the explanation. They could talk over a ravine. Turn it on again. This is basically HBL spouting off, you know. Which might be more fun to read. Yeah. To come? They don't want this exposition? Right, they don't. He wants to sh shut down technology. Are they, are they anti-Ludites or Ludites? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> What's a Ludite? There was some dude who was like, he hated technology. And people were like, no, you got to like technology. So this is a phrase, like, anti-Ludite and Ludites to them. All right, okay, so he's, yeah, they're Ludites. They're against technology. Did I say it backwards? I don't know. This is the second time I've had this conversation, so I'm an idiot. Okay. The, right. um, the script or film treatment and selected production notes were published as a book in wow. 35, reprinted in 40 and 75. Um, an academic edition annotated by blah, blah, blah was published in 2007. The script contains many scenes that were either never filmed or no longer oh. exist, although the exitant footage uh, also includes scenes not in the published script. So... They he wrote stuff they didn't shoot and they right. shot stuff he didn't write. But this is all grand scale stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean we we saw war. Look at this. This has to be like maybe some matte paintings or whatever, but or models, but it, it's really cool. A lot of the people. art the art design guy was like the brother of the producer. Oh, he I was gonna say his name was that. Wells. I saw that in the credits. No, no. But do you know uh, the time? The time machine, one of the most recent versions, was directed by the grandson of H.G. Wells. Oh yeah, I think I did hear that. That's interesting. Yeah. The Guy Pierce version. Now this director, uh, I haven't really talked about him, but he did son. He did okay. This guy was really a production design person, and it was he created the job title production designer. Look, you see wow. how? It, yeah. It yeah. didn't recoil, it sat. Well, I can't hear you from the explosion. Meanwhile, in outer space, a new neighbor joins us. Yeah. As space bullet one approaches our atmosphere. Now, this, so, is, um, this is our big end. Really? 
yeah, in which it's going to be like, what shall become of us? What path will we choose? Destroying technology or embracing it? It's it's a it's a wrap up to. Uh, I don't know. See, they didn't start out the film asking that question. This film wasn't done well. It wouldn't be fair if the people, their ancestors, asked that question, and the film ends with their, you know, future uh, guys asking the same question. Same question. Yeah. You got to listen now. It's public domain. A whole lot of things been bothering me because a lot of people think that things is cool. People ride around in 